Blog Talk Radio. So, uh, 
As I was about to mention about the two books, The Magic and The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, uh, very exciting books. Uh, the Secret was published and featured on Oprah Winfrey's show uh, some seven years ago. And um, uh, there was a video that was made, and there were quite a few participants uh, who shared their wisdom and knowledge and experience of what is known as the secret, which in many circles is not the secret. A lot of it has to do with common sense. A lot of it has to do with information that has been extrapolated from various um, organizations and so-called secret societies, and also this uh, our ancestors and and uh, those whose shoulders we stand on who were able to make certain observations about the uh, the magical, the miraculous experience called life on this earth as we know it, and to be able to share those thoughts both uh, verbally, face-to-face, -face, and also within the written word. So I uh, just wanted to give those of you who haven't heard about The Secret and this book titled The Magic and also who haven't heard about uh, uh, the, who Rhonda Byrne is, I will just give you a brief overview of, of her experience and her background and how she was inspired to, uh, to write The Secret. And she also she talks about remembering when you were a child and when you believed that life was magical. And she also states that the magic of life is very real, as most of us know, who actually have a, a life uh, uh, that's dealing with higher self-awareness, who uh, has a healthy lifestyle, uh, who deals with a sober mind and sober thought. And in one word, actually, who deals with the word love, as being the dominant force within their experience with life. Uh, when you have that in the forefront, you are able to appreciate and experience uh, constant uh, uh, events, which we would call magical or miraculous. So it's something that, uh, indeed, when we read books like this, we're reminded of those years of our childhood when uh, everything that we smelled uh, had a profound aroma Everything that we saw was very profound in terms of the sight. Hearing was very acute. And also all of the other senses that we found to be very, very sensitive to energies around us. We were able to detect uh, the energy of people around us and animals. And also uh, nature, trees and, and animals uh, such as dogs and cats, those of us who lived in the uh, urban environment has been, of course, those of us who are fortunate to live in, on the open plain, on a farm, uh, wherever there was this predominance of nature as opposed to man-made materials, we were able to experience the magic of life. So that's something that I embrace. Uh, my wife and I had an experience this morning into the afternoon in our local neighborhood park where we experienced nature by running and walking. And then we had a surprise experience, which we didn't plan. We went canoeing. And that was such a sublime, serene experience. And we look forward to doing that again. Wasn't that an experience, huh? Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Especially to be uh, spontaneous. Yes, spontaneous. <laughs> uh, uh, a spontaneous type of dating experience for us as husband and wife. And I look forward to doing that again. So... Uh, Yes, uh, The Secret was, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, uh, published uh, some going on eight years ago. And, she, and Rhonda was stating how fragments of a great secret have been found in the oral traditions, especially those of us of African descent. We have the uh, person that we call the griot, who was able to share with the village on an ongoing basis, if not the secrets, at least the, um, the legacy of our ancestors, uh, our story, as it were, about uh, the the richness of our uh, of our heritage, of the richness of ritual within the African community and indeed within all indigenous communities, as it were. And um, Rhonda states that in literature and in religions and philosophies, throughout the centuries, for the first time, all the pieces of the secret come together in an incredible revelation that will be life-transforming for all who experience it. And in these books, you'll learn how to use the secret and the magic 
and in every aspect of your life, whether it be uh, involving money, health, relationships, happiness, and in every interaction that you have in the world. And you'll begin to understand the hidden, untapped power that's within you. And this revelation can bring joy to every aspect of your life. Uh, The Secret contains wisdom from modern-day teachers, men and women, who have used it to achieve health, wealth, and happiness. And by applying the knowledge of The Secret, they bring into light compelling stories of uh, eradicating disease, acquiring massive wealth, overcoming obstacles, and achieving what many would regard as impossible. So uh, I read these types of books also for those of us who live in uh, throughout the uh, diaspora, the African diaspora and other parts of the world who really don't have access to books. They might have a computer. They might have access to the Internet. And sometimes one village has a member of the village that shares the Internet with the whole village. And as a result of listening to shows such as what I feature, and I have many friends on Facebook from Africa and other parts of the world, uh, from Asia, uh, from Latin America, who are impoverished. Many of those who are not able to read uh, and and, uh, who are maybe bedridden. So we're facilitating those, especially in those conditions and in in those type of challenges. And then, of course, those of us who just never heard of these books and of hearing about them for the first time are inspired, hopefully, to um, listen to the show and then to uh, are encouraged to actually purchase the book and make the books uh, that we feature a part of their personal home library. So uh, today's show, we'll be talking about uh, the, the, the essence of breath, the magical experience, uh, the magical aspect of air, the air that you breathe. And uh, to quote a woman by the name of Mary Ellen Chase, uh, born in 1887 and went in transition in 1973. And she was an educator and a writer. And she stated that it is quite possible to leave your home for a walk in the early morning air and return a different person, begilded, enchanted by that experience. And that just brings to, to mind uh, my uh, being a runner, a marathon runner, for that matter, I ran 14 New York marathons, and I know that my training, when I first started raining, well, running, I guess raining is a Freudian slip because I do like to run in the rain. My wife loves the rain as well. But I found that when I would run in the park, our local park, which is usually where I trained at, I, sometimes I would wake up at 5, 5.30 in the morning or so to run by myself, uh, many times to run with other running buddies of mine, and it was such a magical experience to do because of the positive eons that were in the air. And I would be running, and I didn't realize until some uh, experiences later that as I'm running, I'm really inhaling more and exhaling more so than I would be if I was just normally walking. And that air would be circulating through my bloodstream, thus uh, affecting uh, the performance of my brain. And, of course, the brain is the center of the body which uh, controls everything, all of your organs. Uh, It controls the way you think, and thus the way you think, as we know by uh, quoting Mike Dooley. I was was always in a mode of thinking uh, positive thoughts and thinking what can seemingly be impossible, such as running a marathon, which a lot of my friends thought were uh, a feat that would be unattainable for the average person, needless to say myself at the time. So I just wanted to share that thought. But Rhonda states that if someone had told her a few years ago, back um, some 10 years ago, to be grateful for the air that I breathe, I would have thought the person was crazy. It wouldn't have made a bit of sense to me. Why on earth would anyone be grateful for the air they breathe? But as my life changed from using gratitude, the things that I took for granted I didn't give a second thought about became an absolute miracle to me. I went from sweating the small stuff in my little world and day-to-day life to opening my eyes and thinking about the bigger picture and wonder 
of the universe. As the great scientist Newton said, when I look at the solar system, I see the Earth at the right distance from the sun to receive the proper amounts of heat and light. This did not happen by chance. And Rhonda says that those words made her think more and more about the bigger picture. It's not an accident that there is a protective atmosphere surrounding us and that beyond it there is no air or oxygen. It's not an accident that the trees give off oxygen so that our atmosphere is continually replenished. It's not an accident that our solar system is perfectly placed and that if it were anywhere else in the galaxy, we would most likely be devastated by cosmic radiation. There are thousands of parameters and ratios that support life on Earth. All of them are on a knife edge, and their fine-tuning is so critical that a fraction of a difference in any of these parameters and ratios would make life unlivable on planet Earth. It is difficult to believe any of these things could have happened by accident. It would seem that they are perfectly designed, perfectly placed, perfectly balanced for us. When the realization hits you that all of these things might not be an accident and that the balance of every macroscopic element surrounding Earth and on Earth is in perfect harmony to support us, we will feel an overwhelming sense of gratitude for life because all of this has been done to sustain you. The magical air that you breathe is not an accident or a fluke of nature. When you think about the enormousness of what had to take place in the universe for us to have air, you then take a breath. Breathing air into your body becomes breathtaking in every sense of the word. We take one breath after another and never give a thought to the fact that there is always air for us to breathe. Yet oxygen is one of the most plentiful elements in our body. And as we breathe, it feeds every cell in our body so that we can continue to live. The most precious gift of our life is air, because without it, none of us would last more than a few minutes. And when I first began to use gratitude's magical power, I used it for a lot of personal things that I wanted, and it worked. But it was when I began to be grateful for the real gifts of life that I experienced the ultimate power of gratitude. For gratitude, I became for a sunset, a tree, the ocean, the dew on the grass, my life, and the people in it, every material thing I've ever dreamed of having poured down upon me. I now understand the reason why it happened that way. When we feel truly grateful for the precious gifts of life and nature, like the magical air we breathe, we have reached one of the deepest possible levels of gratitude, and whoever has that depth of gratitude will receive absolute abundance. It makes me think of what I was talking about earlier with the experience my wife and I had when we were in the park. First of all, we went into an area that we normally go to now for recent uh, trips and journeys on Sundays to run and walk in the park. Near a lake that has boating. As a matter of fact, there's a boathouse nearby. But little did we know that there would be canoes that were available for the public to use free of charge. And now that I realize it, it was the most high. It was the universe. It was God who was facilitating us to experience a magical moment, if not a few magical moments. We were able to acquire a canoe, and my wife didn't expect us to be doing this, and I told her that I had experience, and we took the journey on a lake. And each stroke that we made with the oar, with the paddle, uh, we were able to experience a connection with the lake, with the water. We were able to experience connections with a couple of turtles that seemingly to have been waiting for us to approach them to take pictures. We were able to experience that with a waterfall. My wife loves waterfalls, I found out. And we canoed over to an area within about five feet 10 feet away from a waterfall and experienced the beauty of nature, the beauty of gravity. My wife likes to allude to the, the phenomenon of gravity. And I, I, I just had to just reminisce about certain things that we've talked about on our shows 
and indeed what we're talking about this evening. Uh, I was able to experience myself taking deep breaths of gratitude for being able to experience this private moment with my wife. I know that it's important for couples to be able to spend these moments of uh, connection with one another, and then, of course, when we mutually connect with Mother Nature, that's even more of a profound experience. So I encourage all of you who are listening to try to do that with yourself if you're alone and, of course, with your significant other, with your partner, to experience life, uh, especially the, the essence of nature, to experience Mother Earth and all the wonders and miraculous things that you will find that were created by Earth. Uh, and you'll never be the same if you keep those thoughts in your mind or during the day. Most of all, uh, giving thanks for being able to breathe air, fresh air, being able to have a healthy heart, healthy lungs. All your organs are being supplied and oxygenated by the fresh air and oxygen that comes into your lungs. Those are things to be grateful for because if you're not, you will be reminded. If not, running into somebody, coming in contact with someone who's wearing a, a mask, connected to an oxygen tank, uh, someone who's just breathing heavily who has asthma, and then other elements that are relative to not being able to breathe. Those things you don't want to have to wait for to experience before you start appreciating uh, the capacity to breathe a, a fresh amount of air in every breath. So that's a miracle. Uh, and indeed, it just flashes through my mind that I think that most of us can recall that when you see the essence of someone given, a woman given birth, uh, what is the first thing that we're looking for to happen is for that baby to breathe on its own. And when that happens, uh, and I don't agree and endorse this, but uh, from old school, the doctors would actually spank the baby on the behind and causing it to cry, to gasp for a breath. And I think that there are other ways, ways of doing that. I think that there are different ways to have women even given birth underwater now. Uh, submerge so that indeed the child is not shocked as it comes from out of the mother's womb into the earth. It goes into a liquid uh, surrounding, and then, of course, it's, bring, it's brought out of the water uh, and then into the earth as opposed to out of the womb and then immediately spanked, which can have a traumatic experience. And we remember those things, and, of course, that's another show. <laughs> so... Uh, Yes, I, I, without any that further digression, I, I, I really was embracing that thought about breathing. Uh, when the realization hits you that all of these things might not be an accident and that the balance of every microscopic element surrounding Earth and on Earth is in perfect harmony to support us, we will feel an overwhelming sense of gratitude for life because all of this has been done to sustain us. And the magical air that you breathe is not an accident or a fluke or nature. When you think about it, the enormousness of the, uh, uh, that had to take place in the universe was to have the air. And then you, when you take a breath, breathing air into your body becomes breathtaking in every sense of the word. We take one breath after another and never give a thought to the fact that there is always air for us to breathe. Yet oxygen is one of the most plentiful elements in our body. And as we breathe, it feeds every cell in our body so that we can continue to live. The most precious gift of our life is air, because without it, none of us would last for more than a few minutes. And when I begin to, to use gratitude's magical power, I use it for a lot of personal things that I wanted, and it worked. But when I begin to be grateful for the real gifts of life that I experienced the ultimate, it was then that she experienced the power of gratitude. And the more grateful she became for a sunset, a tree, the ocean, the dew and the grass, her life, and the people in it, every material thing that I've ever dreamed about, she says, of having poured down upon me, that I now understand the reason why it happened that way. When we can feel truly grateful for the precious gifts of life and nature, like the magical air that we breathe, we have reached one of the deepest possible levels of gratitude. And whoever has that depth of gratitude will receive absolute abundance. Today, stop and think about the glorious air that you breathe. Take five deliberate breaths. 
and feel the feeling of air moving through inside your body and feel the joy of breathing it out. Take five full breaths in and out five different times today. And after you've taken each set of five breaths, say the magical words, thank you for the magical air that I breathe. And be as genuinely grateful as you can for that precious life-giving air that you breathe. It is best if you can do this magical practice outside so that you can really feel and appreciate the magnificence of fresh air. But if that's not possible, then do it inside. You can close your eyes while taking the breaths, and you can do it with your eyes open. You can do it while you're walking, waiting in line, shopping, or anywhere at any time you want. The important thing is to do it deliberately. Feel the feeling of the air going in and out of your body. Breathe the way you naturally breathe, because this magical practice is not about your breathing, but about your gratitude for the air that you breathe. And if taking a bigger breath helps you to feel more gratitude, then do it. If it helps you to make sound or mentally stay, say that the magical words, thank you, as you breathe the air out, then do that. If you want, you can also do a variation of this practice in the future for by imagining your breathing in gratitude and filling yourself up with it with every breath you take. In ancient teachings, it is said that when a person reaches the point of being deeply grateful for the air that they breathe, the gratitude will have reached a new level of power, and they will have become the true alchemists who can effortlessly turn every part of their life into gold. So this is, these are a group of practice uh, sessions that is suggested by Rhonda. The magical air that you breathe, count your blessings, make a, make a list of ten blessings, write why you're grateful, reread your list, and at the end of each blessing say thank you, thank you, thank you, and feel as grateful for that blessing as you can. And then five times today stop and think about the glorious air that you breathe. Take five deliberate breaths and feel the feeling of the air moving inside your body and feel the joy of breathing it out. And after you've taken the five breaths, say the magical words, thank you for the magical air that I breathe. Be as grateful as you can for the precious life-giving air that you breathe. And just because you go to sleep tonight, hold your magical rock in your hand. She talks about a magical rock, which I'll talk about later in the show. And then say the magical words, thank you for the best thing that happened during the course of the day. So uh, I must also think of, share with you the thoughts that I have about practicing yoga. When I first got into uh, practicing Hatha yoga, which deals with physical yoga, and breathing is part of that, it was suggested that you, and also martial arts, um, when I first started taking lessons, that it was suggested that before you started practicing any types of martial art movements, that you would sit, if you could, in a lotus position or in a prone position, whatever position would make you comfortable, and to start taking deep breaths. And rather than breathing from the chest, to be breathing from the diaphragm, from the upper portion of the stomach, as near to the solar plexus as possible, and to push out as much as possible, and then to pull it in as if you were inflating a balloon and deflating a balloon. But watching, we know how babies breathe. They breathe very naturally, you know, and to breathe like a baby. And that's the proper way to breathe. When we become adults, we tend to stop breathing from the diaphragm, from the stomach. We start breathing from the chest. Those of us who have gone through the military experience, we were told to breathe, breathe from our chest, stomach in and chest out. And that's really counterproductive. It's counter the natural way of breathing. So, yes, indeed, uh, breathing can help you to relieve, relieve, uh, release rather stress, and it can help you to manage pain. It can help you to um, central, center yourself so that you can think clearly. It can help you to be attentive when you're talking with a person. Be mindful of your breathing. When you're arguing or have a 
a, a potential augment that's about to ensue. Yes, indeed. Count to ten. Take ten deep breaths so that you will remove yourself from the emotional state of the confrontation and get into a state of higher self so that you're dealing with wisdom as opposed to lower self-emotion. So with that being said, I'm going to take a short break, and we'll be back with you momentarily. Something that you can't change. 
you know, you be concerned about it, but you don't want to complain about it, such as the weather. Why complain about the weather when you're not able to change it? So be able to embrace it on whatever form that it may take, whether it's very cold or very warm, or if not indeed hot. Uh, I tend to like warm weather. Uh, I know that, uh, like my sister, one of my sisters, she tells me that she doesn't like the, the hot weather. I didn't know that until recently, this past year. And uh, she likes the winter. Um, I, I tend to like the rain. As I mentioned earlier in the show, I, I don't mind running, and when it starts raining, I'm not so much in a hurry to run home out of the rain. I like running in the rain. So, uh, indeed, I'm always mindful of how nature provides us with what we need. And, of course, rain is a very essential ingredient. Uh, 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 as we're talking about breathing, there's, there's a, 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 an aspect that rain is needed by the trees so that they can maintain their growth so that the seeds that the planet can grow into being trees and other vegetarian vegetation. Without the trees, of course, we know through photosynthesis, they give it all, they go off the actual oxygen that we can breathe, we would not be able to live. So why scorn the rain? There's another um, uh, 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 anecdote uh, that the uh, farmer, uh, it's not an anecdote, but a saying, the farmer welcomes the rain where the tourist scorns the rain. Uh, so there's a paradox there. Uh, indeed, you know, we, we can just go on about, about rain and water. Uh, I have uh, friends and a, a dear friend of mine who uh, comes from Africa, and he states how his village, uh, they have to travel for an hour or more just to get water every day. And uh, it's my wife and myself and my, my wife and I, we have a commitment to assist them so that they can get machines and pumps that can pump the water uh, to their village rather than having to walk, even though there's nothing wrong with walking. But, of course, uh, that can be a task if it's done by uh, someone every day, especially if they're handicapped in some way or other. So, yes, being thankful, being grateful, and counting our blessings. Um, Rhonda goes on to state that the flip side is when we are not counting our blessings, we can fall into the trap of unintentionally counting negative things. We count negative things when we talk about the things we don't have. So it's better to lose count while naming your blessings than to lose your blessings to counting your troubles, as stated by Maltby B. Bobcock, uh, a writer and clergyman. Uh, 1858 to 1901. Um, I'll repeat that again, as stated by uh, Maltby Babcock. Better to lose count while naming your blessings than to lose your blessings to counting your troubles. So there are many of us. I know we might call one another, we might meet one another in the street in our travels, and there's some people, I'm sure, we all have that person in our life where we run into them and we don't want to ask them how they're doing because they're the ones who will not waste an opportunity to tell you their troubles. And they want to contaminate you and, in, and, in, and, and, and insert in your psyche the contemplation of hard knocks, of having a bad life, having bad experiences. You know, how are you doing? You want to know how I'm doing? Well, let's have a seat. I can tell you how I'm doing. You know, you and they will, if you let them share with you for five, ten or more minutes their troubles. Uh, and then, of course, now your day is ruined a greater portion of your day before you can pull yourself out of that. And if you're intelligent enough and sensitive enough to know that you're in the state of depression or a downward uh, uh, trend of, of thinking because of the encounter you have with that person. And the same is true when someone asks you how you're doing. If you have a problem, it's easy to tell, to tell someone about our problems, but it is also much easier to tell someone about your good uh, experiences that you are having that day of had, had recently. 
So we must always be mindful of that particular game that we play um, with each other. There's a book titled The Games People Play by Dr. Byrne. I'm always referring to that book. And he deals with transactional analysis where he, he talks about the triad of personality, the adult, parent, and child. We have to be mindful that if you are a, uh, an adult, and sometimes it's good to play, especially with our children, with the babies, and even with each other. You know, but that playfulness has to be still a mature level of playing, of game playing, and not a negative level of game playing. But we must always try to be in the mode of being a good adult, an intelligent adult, and a good parent to ourselves and to our children. And at times, some of us need to be parented by one another in terms of uh, guidance and, and having a, 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 a companion who is sensitive to our needs and uh, to be able to give us uh, mindful instructions of how we should conduct, conduct ourselves. And then, of course, uh, when you have people who are acting like children to one another when they should be acting like adults to one another, then we fall into this trap of not being grateful, of talking about things that are negative as opposed to things that are positive. So uh, that's another show also. I'm going to review that book sometime in the near future, the games that people play, because we do play games with one another on many, many different levels. Uh, matter of fact, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of games are played each and every day and each and every moment. So, uh, number one, do not try not to play games with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Uh, do not allow that inner chatter that we have with ourselves, all of us have that inner voice, and that's why it behooves us to embrace the concept of meditation, uh, the concept of prayer, which is a form of meditation, so that we can remove the constant irrelevant chatter that we have within our inner voice and fill that up with positive thoughts through prayer and through meditation. And there are certain forms of meditation where you eliminate thought altogether. You can contemplate your breath, and that's a means of meditation, just listening to your inhale and your exhale of each breath, and just focus on that as much as you can for as long as you can. It takes practice. You might be able to only do that maybe for a few seconds as you try it, but as you continue to do it, you'll be able to focus on your breathing, not just for seconds, but also for minutes and from minutes, 15 minutes to 30 minutes, some of us can do it for an hour. But to do it as much as you can, as long as you can, is a start. We can contemplate and meditate on a flame of a candle. We can meditate on anything that uh, can strike our attention and hold our attention. And as you do that, you eliminate the constant irrelevant chatter that goes through our minds. And thus, when you eliminate, it's just like a computer, um, this show is being conducted on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm using. A, I have a studio that is uh, in the back office of Blog Talk Radio, and it's a studio that's on my monitor of my of my um, of my computer. And uh, those of us who know that sometimes when your computer is running very slowly, we have to clean clean the disk. We also have to what we call defragment the disk, the hard drive rather, the memory. Uh, aspect of our PC, of our personal computer, because as it has extraneous information and files that are just helter-skelter, then when we do a, a maintenance, as we call it, a computer maintenance, it gets things back in order. It gets rid of the stuff. <laughs> I know my sister will, will laugh when she hears me say this. She, we, we've been talking lately about getting rid of stuff, and I'm looking forward to doing that as much as possible with my extraneous email and, and other things that I don't need on my system, my computer, and, uh, and also taking clothes to the Goodwill and Salvation Army, things that I haven't worn for a year or more, and, and give it away so that it can make room for new things to come into my life as they are needed and as the blessings come in and as I continue to count them. Uh, that was a good segue. Uh, I'm happy that thought brought me back in alignment and tune with the essence of counting our blessings. So 
Uh, Rhonda suggests that the first thing in the morning or as early in the day as you can to begin to count your blessings. You can write out your list by hand, type it on the computer, or use a special book or a journal, and keep all of your gratitude in one place. And today she suggests that you're going to make a simple list of ten blessings in your life that you're grateful for. When Einstein gave thanks, he, he stated that his thoughts, he thought about why he was grateful. And when you think about the reason why you're grateful for a particular thing, a person or a situation, you will feel grateful more deeply. Remember that the magic of gratitude happens according to the degree of your feelings. So when each item on your list, uh, uh, with each item on your list, write the reason why you're grateful for it. And then here are some of the ideas for writing your list. And she states, number one, I am truly grateful. I'm truly blessed to have what, because of why. I am so happy and grateful for what, because why. I am truly grateful for what, because why. With all my heart, thank you for what, because why. And then after you've finished making your list of ten blessings, go back and read each one, either in your mind or out loud. And when you get to the end of each blessing, say the magic words three times, thank you, thank you, thank you, and feel the gratitude for that blessing as much as you possibly can. And to help you feel more gratitude, you can be grateful to the universe, to God, spirit, goodness, life, your greatest self, or any other concept that you are drawn to. And I must say that also, say to your significant other, to your wife, to your husband, to your children, to everyone in your family, your nieces, your nephews, that you're thankful for them, that you love them, that you're grateful for them being in your life. The more we do that, the more they're able to do that in return and expressing their gratefulness and thankfulness for having you in their lives and others in their life. And what that does, it just brings on more and more blessings. And it shows us that we are loved, that we are appreciated. And, And those in our family and those friends of ours and acquaintances and coworkers who constantly complain, I hate this, I don't say I hate, but I don't like to say, but sometimes you have to keep them at distance. You make an effort to share your love with them and your concerns and tell them in whatever fashion you can that, you know, you appreciate it if they would keep negative thoughts to themselves. Uh, every now and then if someone needs your, your help and your wisdom and your assistance, uh, just a shoulder to lean on. Yes, you can offer it, but if it's an ongoing habit, a constant mirage of, of energy that's being sapped, and that's another aspect, understanding that indeed uh, people can sap your energy, and one has to be mindful of that, especially if you're going through certain physical uh, challenges. Uh, it's not just physical, it's spiritual, emotional uh, challenges, which can... Uh, be a detriment to your well-being by people taking that energy from you. Uh, They have some people who you uh, label in the metaphysical community as being spiritual parasites, emotional parasites, and indeed physical parasites. We know about them. So one has to be mindful of that type of interaction that you have with others. And to remain in a state of a, a state of counting your blessings. Um, So, again, uh, I I must say that I'm so happy that I was able to share these two books with you titled The Secret and The Magic. You will feel even more that your gratitude will have more power and create even more magic. And it's the reason why indigenous and ancient cultures uh, use the symbols like the sun to direct their gratitude toward. They were simply using physical symbols to represent the universal source of all goodness. And in focusing on that symbol, they felt more gratitude. The practice of counting your blessings is so simple. I know in uh, a couple of shows later, I was talking about the spiritual. Uh, Count your blessings, count them one by one. 
Count your blessings and see what the Lord has done. Indeed, uh, there are certain spirituals that come from a very profound place in our hearts. And um, I didn't realize until years later the significance of that song. And I always wondered why when that song was sung in church that the tambourine started being played and people started clapping and women and men would stand up on their feet. And because of those souls were very much aware of the importance of counting your blessings. The practice of counting your blessings is so simple and so powerful in altering your life that I, I want you to continue to add 10 more blessings to your list every day for the next 27 days. You might think it could be difficult to find 10 things that you're grateful for for every day, but the more you think about it, the more you will realize how much you have to be grateful for. Look closely at your life and the life that you have received and are continuing to receive so much each and every day. There's really so much to give thanks for. You can be grateful for your home, your family, your friends, your work, and your pets. You can be thankful for the sun, the water that you drink, the food that you eat, the air that you breathe. Without any of them, you wouldn't be alive. You could be grateful for the trees, the animals, the oceans, the birds, the flowers, the plants, the blue skies, rain, the stars, the moon, and our beautiful planet Earth. You could be grateful for your senses, your eyes that see, your ears that hear, your mouth that tastes, your nose that smells, your skin that enables you to feel. You could be grateful for the legs you walk on, the hands that you use to do most, almost anything that you do during your awakened state, your voice that enables you to express yourself and communicate with others. You could give thanks for your amazing immune system that keeps you well and all of your organs that maintain your body so that you can live. And what about the magnificence of your human mind, which no computer technology in the world can duplicate? Here is a list of the subjects that will remind you of the major areas that you can look for blessings to be grateful for. You can also add any subject you want depending on what is important to you at the time. And here's a magic gratitude of subjects that Rhonda recommends. Number one, health and body. Two, work and success. Three, money. Number four, relationships. Number five, passions. Six, happiness. Seven, love. Eight, life. Nine, nature, planet Earth, air, water, and the sun. Ten, material goods and services. Eleven, any subject of your choosing. You should feel significantly better and happier after each time you count your blessings. And how good you feel is your measure of how much gratitude you felt. The more gratitude you felt, the happier you will feel, and the faster your life will change. In some days, you will feel happy really quickly. In other days, it may take a little longer. But as you continue to count your blessings each every day, you will notice a bigger and bigger difference uh, uh, in the way that you feel each time, and you will see your blessings magically multiply. The magic reminder is, Make sure to read tomorrow's magical practice sometime today as you will need to do something specific before you begin tomorrow. So in ending this chapter of Counting Your Blessings, uh, again, we reiterate, reiterate that the first thing in the morning is to make a list of ten blessings in your life that you're grateful for. And secondly, write why you're grateful for each blessing. And then third, Go back and read, read your list, either in your mind or out loud. When you get to the end of each one, say the magic words, thank you, thank you, thank you, and feel the gratitude for that blessing as much as you possibly can. And fourth, repeat the first three steps of this magical practice every morning for the next 27 days and continue, continue with the essence of being thankful. We'll take a short break and be back with you in a moment for our last portion of the show. 
Oh, yes. Well, thank you so much again. We're back. And I really appreciate you tuning in this evening. And I hope that what I've shared with you earlier in the show had uh, some significance and, and had an uh, impact in terms of your uh, contemplation of the importance of being thankful, counting your blessings, appreciating uh, the capacity to breathe fresh air every day, uh, get closer to an appreciation of, of Mother Nature and uh, all of the magical gifts that have been given to us in our journey here in life on Earth. So, uh, indeed, it's been a pleasure to share with you uh, the wisdom uh, that has been shared through the book's title, The Magic and the Secret by Rhonda Byrne. I uh, look forward to uh, continuing with uh, books such as this next week, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, touching upon various areas of uh, the reality and the realness of magic, of uh, the word miraculous, as being something that happens every day or during our life, uh, and every day during the day. We're constantly having miraculous experiences. So uh, we just have to be in tune. Remember to try to uh, be aware of your breathing, to meditate on your breath as much as possible, to meditate and, and to pray as much as possible, especially as soon as you wake up in the morning, to give uh, reverence to the Most High, give reverence to the universe give reverence to God, and to give reverence to yourself, uh, to treat yourself with kindness and love, and then, of course, to treat those in your life, your significant other, your partner, your children, your family, your friends, and even those who you do not know, to send them love and prayer, because we are all interdependent upon one another. Uh, no man or woman is an island. We assist each other in our journey. On many levels. Seconds. So, again, I want to thank you so much for joining us. And uh, as I begin, I end in a state of prayer and thankfulness. We give thanks to all the listeners in the chat room and those of you who called in this evening. And we give thanks to the Most High, to dear God. We give this evening to you and that may our minds stay centered on the things of spirit and goodness. And may we not be tempted to stray from love. And as we begin this, we open to receive you. And we ask that you please enter where you already abide. May our minds and hearts be pure and true. And may we not deviate from the things of goodness. And may we see the love and innocence in all mankind behind the masks we all wear and the illusions of this worldly plane. We surrender to you our doings this day. We ask only that they serve you and the healing of the world. May we bring your love and goodness with us with us to give unto others wherever we go. Make us the people that you would have us be, direct our footsteps, and show us what you would have us do. Make the world a safer, more beautiful place. Bless all your creatures and heal us all, and use us, dear Lord, that we might know the joy of being used by you. We thank you again. We're grateful. Assalamu alaikum, shalom, one love, all our relations, peace and blessings. God bless.